No, you guys be like, like a, a child's candy, child's thing. No, you guys be like, Snake Fang! Snake Learning stuff with Logan! Welcome back to Snake Fang Podcast. It's been a while. I am actually here today with Anthony Ricciardi. He's been on previously. Yes, yes. What's up, um, man? So it's been a while, and I'm back, and hopefully I'm going to be doing a podcast once a week with myself or with somebody else. But today I have Anthony. We don't need to go through the rundown of who Anthony is because it's been stated previously, but give us a rundown, Anthony, before we get into this podcast. What did you do this year? What did I do this year? Yeah, what did you do this year? It's a new year. We're pre-recording this. Cool. This is New Year's Eve, so it's going to come out Sunday, but what did you do this year? What did you experience this year? In 2019? Yeah. Um, a bunch of fun stuff. I think first and foremost, I am a dad. Nice. I had my son in August, AJ. Congratulations. Yes, thank you so much. He's been a really good boy, so that's been an exciting um, exciting thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we opened up two different galleries here, in, three different galleries here in Toronto. Um, one in Yorkville, two different locations in Yorkdale. Currently in, um, in a location right at the front of Yorkdale Mall, which is um, in Toronto as well. Uh, what else? A bunch of shows. We had a show in Miami, had a, a couple different displays and murals in LA, sort of ran around, traveled a bunch, uh, yeah. mainly for work, had a little bit of vacation mixed in there, which was nice. Mm-hmm. And and that's it, really just uh, tried to, had a, had a good year enjoying it. Like I just, that was yeah. my, my main goal this year was, you know, it's easy to be busy and not get a lot of stuff done. So I was really focusing on when I was doing work, put 100% of my effort in and then take the time off when I need to so I have a little more balance, which is great. And that's it, man. Yeah, no, yeah. of course. And that's great. And I mean, and on the work side, you grew a lot. I saw with more brands, working with more yeah. brands. And yeah, which you over- helped a ton with as well. We <laughs> yeah. worked with a bunch of uh, everyone from Xbox to Full Send to, um, to L'Oreal to yes. um, a couple different wine brands. Just, it, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fantastic. Um, so actually why I brought you into here today is related towards not necessarily your work, but towards creativity. And yeah. you're a creative. I'm a creative. You're a creative in the art space. I'm a creative in making terrible YouTube videos no, and podcasts. Um, <clears throat> but since it is New Year's Eve, um, I just wanted to talk about going into 2020. How is 2020 going to be for creatives? Yeah. Uh, not just artists, not just me, just a full facet. Because there's a lot of things that occurred recently this year that are going to be implemented or have just been implemented within the past month that could be affecting the scope of things for the future of creatives on different platforms, Instagram, YouTube, even Spotify could be, doesn't yep. matter. Um, so I want to get your thought process on like what you see is going to be occurring and like how you think you're going to be able to handle what may be occurring. Um, so like the first thing is Instagram. I know it's not new to us. I'm American. You are Canadian, but I have been in Canada, Yeah. but Instagram has removed likes, but from Canada's perspective, it's been, I don't know, months and months and months and months. Yeah. Right. But it just happened in the U S and there's been a lot of creators on that platform that have been retaliating against Instagram basically saying that how am I going to be able to make money because I can't show advertisers the likes that I have or like people won't know that I have so many likes. So, I mean, at the moment, it's already quote unquote affected you. How have you dealt with that? Because this is going to be a thing for the U.S. people. 
um, not necessarily you, but how have you dealt with that so far this year? For sure. So <laughs> I think that um, the, the, the two facets to it, A, are the creative saying, oh, I can't show brands how many likes I get. That's mm-hmm. false. When, when creatives say that, they're making an excuse because we have a little button called insights. Yeah. Especially if you have a you have it on both profiles, but if you have a business, which most of these creatives do, you just click insights. You can screenshot it and send it to any brands you need. The second part of it is people not knowing. Now, I think I've noticed personally, likes overall have gone down on a picture to picture basis. Even if I'm posting better content or quality, in my view, mm-hmm. um, over the last about six months, and the reason I would attribute it to, sorry, two reasons. A, the algorithm of, of Instagram is, you know, a very, very difficult one to crack, meaning that we have so many, there's so much content being p- poured into Instagram yeah. right now that it's it's tough to break through. And like sometimes my closest friends, you may post something, I may not see it, like yeah. just, just not see it. I, and I can't have a chance to like it. The second thing that I've noticed is now that, and I, I catch myself doing it, now that likes aren't shown to the general public, I don't necessarily go by and like people's pictures as much. Mm. I, it's just like a subliminal thing. Yeah, it's like a psychological effect, basically. Because, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's followers, mm-hmm. right? So people that are followers, quote-unquote, they like what's trendy. They like what's going on. So if they see something that's getting a lot of likes, yeah. they're going to be more inclined to like that specific photo. Exactly. But I think this is actually a good thing because I think it makes people have to create more. Like how you were saying... Now, I even think that my stuff is more creative than it was. You're not seeing as many likes, but you're doing more than you did before. Yeah. Because before you were getting that many likes or whatever it may be and not have to create as hard. But now you're having to do above and beyond. So I think that's actually beneficial moving forward. And I think we're going to see on the Instagram side alone that a lot of creators are going to be falling off because they don't want to create more. They're the people that just... I'm just going to have this thing where I take a picture of food or like, I'm just going to do this gym and they're not the top gym guy. They're just mid tier gym gym guy, or they're the mid tier food guy, whoever it may be food girl, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like you're going to see those people dwindle away. And then the people at the top, they're going to be like, I need to be creative. I understand they're going to create more and they're going to do different things with what they're doing, whatever it may be, gym, food, Yep. However, maybe, and they're going to create more. So I think it's actually beneficial because it is a saturate. Like you're saying, there's so much in Instagram, and it's very sure. saturated. So, and that will overall make it better, and you you will see likes go up on the people that truly create moving forward. Yeah, and I think that the whole. I totally agree with everything you just you said, by the way. But I think that the whole notion of oh, I'm not getting enough likes, or <clears throat> how many likes. The the fact is that. Likes only really matter when you can convert likes into, you know, for influencers, sales or deals. Likes only matter when we start getting into the hundreds of thousands. Mm-hmm. When, when I get a, a thousand likes, eight hundred likes, two thousand likes on a photo, that really doesn't mean much. Like mm-hmm. besides of, a, of an internal vanity metric or like ego that a, an individual may have, what is my what is the difference if I get eight hundred or sixteen hundred? I'm not converting that. Yeah, it only really converts at scale when it gets into the crazy numbers. Like yeah, a thousand likes is we have a thousand friends that I went to high school with, mm-hmm. like that that may just be liking them. They're not, they're not what advertisers are looking for, yeah. right? So I think it's like ninety nine percent of the population is complaining about nothing. 
Yeah. Well, and so there is a little, so there's something that I read recently and I actually agree with it. So in regards to that, it doesn't matter, but it does at the same time because sure you get a thousand likes and you have 2000 followers. That's fantastic engagement rate. Yes. Now we, and, and it's impossible you're not, on Instagram right now. No, of course. No, no, no. But so, and, and the, it's something creative. You're doing your artwork, yeah. whatever it may be. Now you look at a bigger account and you see a lot of their posts. Oh, this, they got a hundred thousand and it was because it was a giveaway post. Yeah. And so everything has become inflated due to that. And so something I just recently saw was like, I think it was back in June, $1.3 billion of quote unquote, like influencer, I'm a public figure fraud was committed towards advertisers because it was fake. Yeah. I'm going to give a, do a giveaway. So I'm going to increase my followership. And then on certain posts, I'm going to get 200,000 likes, 300,000 likes. Yeah. I don't have any engagement. I'm giving away something free. And then on the back end, when I want to do a brand deal, I work with somebody, I'm not going to get those same likes because I never had that ability. Or they just buy them. <clears throat> or they buy them. That's yeah. the whole other aspect yeah. of it. Which so is, that was a huge one too. People, yeah. There's, there's people that just buy their followers, buy their likes, screenshot and send it to brands. And brands are like, oh, cool. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Exactly. It's fake. So, and, and brands are starting to see that. So brands actually are teetering off bigger brands mm -hmm. and they're, well, not bigger brands, bigger influencers. And they're actually going to more micro, smaller influencers yeah, because, real reach. because you have a real reach. You, you're more personable, like you with your, the people yep. that follow you, like you're actually truly personable. you like, you get a hundred DMs, you're going to reply to 80 of them. Sure. You reply reply. Yeah. Uh, like, the other people will reply zero. That message. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 100%. yeah. Yeah. So, and everyone else will apply to zero. Yeah. So it's like more personable. Yep. And so you actually have this true kind of like, um, engagement with whoever likes your stuff, whoever follows your stuff, because you actually talk to them and people respect you for that. So whatever you promote or whatever you put out there, whatever you do, they respect that. And then they're willing to actually not necessarily purchase it, but they're, they'll give it a look. And that for look sure. turn translates into a percentage of, of purchases, whatever it may be. For sure. Right. So that's something that like in the future, people are going to have to stop doing like that's a big thing now is that giveaway like it's been forever now and you can just see with all these accounts like back in the day maybe like in I don't know 2010 it was cool to do and people got a lot of followers from that but now like people do it they get a little followers and then nothing happens after mm -hmm. that they get it from that one post and then the next post it's 80 likes compared to the previous post was 15,000 likes. I can agree more. So I think in 2020, that's a big thing that's going to change too, is a lot of people need to reorganize themselves. Do you actually want to do like what you're doing? Or are you just trying to find the easy way out? Yeah. Right. Especially on Instagram, YouTube's the same kind of issue at the moment. So like, on the YouTube side, everything, there's this huge spectrum moving forward with all these social media platforms. On the YouTube side of things, there was new regulations implemented. Mm -hmm. So you have the COPA, which is a child's protection agency, and then they also implemented um, abusive, basically bullying uh, implementations. Yep. So, and those two things are huge because a lot of videos are specifically for children, and a lot of videos don't quote unquote, it's not like, something that's like racist or like aggravated like bullying it'll be like 
making fun of somebody. Mm. Like, so some of my videos. <clears throat> you, poke, I, you poke fun at a, a celebrity or a concept yeah, or a thing. Yeah. Exactly. I'm parodying. Yes. Not, and I don't necessarily, I never like mention no, names. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Other people do mention names and they parody well, it. Well, sometimes when you uh, reference some actors that you don't like and you make fun <laughs> of them, it's, no. <laughs> so that's bullying. Yeah. That's bullying. <laughs> Just like uh, one of the Nicholas videos. Cage. Yeah, Nicholas Cage. Exactly. In The Rock. So whenever <laughs> I do that, they're, oh, is that bullying? So, and there's this very gray line. They're taking down content. I think they took down, I want to say it was like a small portion, 7.6 million videos Crazy. recently for that specifically. And now on every single video as well on the COPA side with a child protect, protection agency thing, every video you have to mark as for kids or not for kids. Oh. Every single upload. So, and there's a lot of things that fall within for kids that a lot of people have. That aren't. Kids. That shouldn't that, be. That shouldn't be for kids, but are towards kids, and it's and there's big influencers too, mm -hmm. like the Paul the Paul brothers. Mm -hmm. So there's technically falls what under. What age does kid fall under? Uh, I believe I want to say it's 16. Okay, it's pretty old. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say it's up there, but his fo their followers Started like they early came, as 11. Well, they came in. They even stated on television. He's like, yeah, I know my followers are around like 10 to 13. Yeah. Right. And a lot of the content is specifically made for kids. Right. There's a lot of things in there. There's a lot of sounds. There's a lot of things that like that agency can come in and say, hey, no, you can't. You don't get any monetization. Yep. So big followers, I mean, big influencers or big people on the YouTube side could eventually have to be changing their content yep. in 2020. Yep. So and that's going to be a big thing because what are they going to change it into? They're just gonna when they have at that scale, they just go into their own websites. Like we're we're seeing with a bunch of people that have done it. Yeah, yeah. Right? They have to roll. They have to just get off YouTube. Yeah, it sucks. No, but, but but a big percentage of their followers will follow them. The true followers will follow them, and that's that's if they have good. five million subscribers. They may have a million come over, which yeah. is strong. So you think in twenty twenty, what a big thing is going to be for creatives yeah. is that a lot of them are going to be switching out of. A YouTube, which is a general platform. Yeah, you platform taught me about too. that. You, you, I was never aware of this, like that type of thing. And then now I've seen, you know, different uh, YouTube creatives do this or go into um, community type platforms, like text messaging platforms. Yeah. And um, platforms where they're not married to a, a social to network. To their boss, quote unquote. With, yeah, which is YouTube or right? Instagram, or whatever. Or Instagram. Yeah. And you've seen, seen, um, and then also new social medias come up, which people are taking advantage of. TikTok in specific, right? Mm. It's doing phenomenal. And that's like, going to be a big breakthrough in 2020. I think, think so. <laughs> With think a lot so. of organizations. I, I don't think brands have figured out properly how to, how to market on it yet. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've started to see now I've been on TikTok. Like I haven't, I'm not as active in terms of posting yet. I haven't really found my, my groove on it, but I'm on it for about 10 minutes a day. That's why I try to mm -hmm. try to be on it just to see like what the new top posts would be. And I, I've started to see some of the top, top, top um, influencers on it do a little bit of, you know, hashtag ads or a little promos, mm -hmm. but it's still, I mean, in, on Instagram, if I scroll, I see 10 posts, three will be ads, six will be hashtag ads, mm -hmm. and two will be organic. Yeah. On TikTok right now, if I go 10, most likely 10 are going to be all organic. The 11th would be maybe a subliminal ad So for to, now. To me, the issue with that is I don't think influencers are going to be able to transition into that. I think because you've seen, it, already. you've seen it 
before. So you've seen it like with Twitch. Twitch was a new thing, mm -hmm. relatively new. A lot of influencers, a lot of uh, people on YouTube, they're like, I got to start gaming. Nobody was watching them. Or yep. they were getting very marginal views compared yeah. to a true gamer yeah, yeah, right? yeah, that started up on the platform. They were yeah. the first, right? So I feel like the same kind of issue is going to be conflicting there where they're going to try and go onto TikTok and it's not going to be at what they thought it would be. Hey, if they do it now or they've been doing it the last six months, it will because the, the engagement Maybe like insanity. six months. Yeah. I'm saying like Cass, in 2020. Cass had zero followers and she yeah. put out, my wife, she put out a couple of videos and they got a couple thousand views each mm -hmm. with likes and like engagement. Yeah. Because because the platform's so infant, right? In eight no. months, I've already seen the difference from when I first started putting a couple of videos out, I would get a thousand to sixteen hundred views on it. Mm -hmm. And now I put out a video recently and got like three hundred views. Yeah, the quality was a little different, sure, but it'll continue to go down. But the people that took advantage of it six months ago and leading into the next three, four months still have a good like early movers advantage. But you feel like by six months from now it'll it'll start move feeling like Instagram. Yeah, and it won't be as easy. They won't be able because that was the same thing with like how Twitch was. Twitch wasn't in its infancy. It was literally like two years before it got mainstream, quote unquote. And then those mainstream individuals tried to hop on, and they weren't able to get that kind of recognition that they did on YouTube or on Instagram or on Twitter because it's just it's different. Everything like TikTok is different. Every, every platform's different, right? So they got to look more into the future and see like what's going on, and then they got to be they got to be creative with it too because you can't just be that person on that platform. Like what you, what you do on YouTube doesn't work on for sure. Uh, for you, can't Twitch. Just, you can't just bring it there. Yes, I totally agree with that. Right. One big thing I've I, I heard recently, um, actually Gary Vee said it. Uh, about influencers taking chances in other social networks mm -hmm. and why they have to yeah. create specific organic content for it was he mentioned, he goes, Tila Tequila and Dane Cook were the biggest celebrities on MySpace. Yeah. But they refused early on to go into Facebook, early on to go into Instagram, early on to go into these different ones. And who is Tila Tequila and Dane Cook today? Uh, yeah, they're nobody. They're no one. Because they stayed so... They stayed so true to their what got them there instead of innovating, changing, and making organic content for new stuff. They were the biggest on MySpace. Yeah. This is, uh, what isn't that now? 12, 15 years ago? I've, we're old. Yeah, I have no I know, idea. Old, <laughs> I but it was um, a couple of kids listening probably don't know what MySpace is. But yeah. it, they were the biggest on it and they didn't take a chance. So I think that, like you said earlier, learning from the past, these influencers have to take the chance on TikTok. Yeah. It could be useless. Right in of three months from now, they can be like, "Oh, it's a Chinese company," and by the way, they're taking all your data and they're videotaping you in your bedroom, and like, they got your your face, and they got yeah. your face from that app. But like, you know what I mean? Like, so like it could happen, and all of a sudden, no more, no more TikTok. Yeah, but it's okay. Well, it's just like no more Vine, no more Vine, right? No, and there's there's no more a bunch social cam and all the other ones that so, popped up in in and out. Well, and that's why. So like, Vine was very like special because it was it was there for a short time people were able to get into the space but like say like the some of them weren't able to transition to youtube yeah so but say like the paul brothers people like that like they made short comedy sketches mm -hmm. but then they transitioned on youtube they were like i'm gonna still do comedy but in vlog long style and yeah. it's not going to be super comedic as it was but so there'll be bits and parts of comedy bits and parts that, yep. but they transitioned they just didn't just upload because they're smart 15 second you're right 
clips on YouTube, right? You can't do the same. It's not made for the platform. Exactly. It's not made for the platform. Drew, in 2020, you got to realize what platform you're on. You got to realize what's going to be beneficial and you got to be creative on those platforms, yep. right? You got to be creative on the Instagram side because it's so saturated right now. They're removing likes. Advertisers are, are pulling out because of fraud, because of engagement rates. They're going yep. more towards micro. You got to realize in 2020, I got to be creative and I got to be able to understand the software that I'm on. That's what it is. And when we say creative, what I like to say um, to people is everyone, we get, we fall too in love with the quality of the creative or mm -hmm. the how am I going to post once a week? How am I going to post once a day? I don't know. Whatever yeah. they, whatever their goal is, their internal goal, because I don't think there's a right answer. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that we have to leave it to the audience. The biggest thing is we get so caught up in like, oh my God, my I did a video today where I just sat in the middle of my gallery floor and just talked to the screen, Yeah, which I thought was really good. And then I've done videos where we had like full post-productions and three video cameras on me and I saw it. I'm like, I like this 30 second clip. I did better. So my what i'm trying to say is that we just have to do things yeah and you, like like you just said you have to create organic content for a multiple platforms and it's not hard to do if you don't overthink it yeah of course right if, if you don't if you just say like i'm gonna create a video for youtube here you go i'm making a video for youtube oh now i'm gonna make a tiktok mm -hmm. 15 seconds 30 seconds one minute how long does that take no no well, it took me and you about an hour to make a TikTok yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but but you know what i mean it's not hard yeah so people have, to do it. It, people have to do it and they have to do it in their own way. Like yeah. you be yourself, be who you are. Don't be a follower. Like I talked on the podcast with you on yours recently. FYI, Anthony has his podcast. It's dropping probably before this one yeah. airs actually. Tomorrow, yeah. Gen so, <laughs> yeah. January 1st called Morning Ritual on Spotify and iTunes. Morning Ritual. Yes. Ritual uh, spelled R-I-C-H-U-A-L. So check that out. But I talked about it. On there with you, oh my goodness, I lost my train of thought because I'm trying to just promote Anthony over here, my good friend. <laughs> what was I going over oh again? My God. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I know what I was talking about. So I was saying like, you got to just, you got to be yourself. Yeah, sorry. Yes. Be, right? Yeah. You got to be who you are. Yeah. Right? And you can't be a follower. And what I was saying on his podcast was at the very end, there was a book. It was called Steal Like an Artist. Yes. And so that basically means... You look at other artists, you see what they're doing, mm -hmm. you don't take it and replicate it frame by frame, whatever it may be, every single inch, every single centimeter the same. Yeah. You look at it and you say, I can make that better in my own way. I can do things. I know that people like, say people like food, right? Yeah. I'm going to do it in a different way because I know how to do it in a different way. Mm -hmm. And then that's where you can actually gain traction and your followership. Not by posting a hamburger at Denny's that everyone posts, yep. right? I see a million Denny's hamburgers, cool, cool beans. Yep. Now, if I see a million Denny's hamburgers, but one guy is just throwing it through the entire <laughs> restaurant, that's cool. That's different. That's yeah. different. You yeah. got you to gotta understand, like, it's not what it was before. Before, you could get away with stuff like that where you're just creating the same and you're replicating the exact same things that everyone else mm -hmm. is doing. The exact same photos, the exact same imagery, the exact same content, but now you can't. Look at those people, see what they did, change it up a bit into who you are, but you still have to create at the yeah. end of the day. That's what you have to do. That's the, that's the underlying message is create.
Yeah, of course. So <clears throat> create what you like is what you're saying. Don't yeah, create in 2020, in 2020, create what you like. That's I feel like that's where you're gonna start seeing people fall off compared to people gaining traction in 2020, especially with all these new regulations and these rules. For sure. Um, so be who you are, create what you want to create. And if people don't like it, people don't like my stuff. It's cool. I do it for myself. Of course. And eventually, who knows, right? Couldn't agree more. So is there any last words? Yeah, well, you? yes. What to, to, The last thing to say, like you just said, is you're creating for yourself, which creates habits and lessons that you you can implement into different things. Because all of a sudden, you say you know your little sketch comedies that are, are scripted and they're they're funny, they're short, but they have like a dialogue to them. Yeah. There may be a social media, a social platform that comes out in six months that is tailored to that. Sh- funny, quirky videos that are directed. Like, I'm, yeah. who knows? Now you have that that talent. And the biggest thing that I've seen that you're you're like a, a poster boy for is by teaching yourself and doing something you love, you've been able to implement those lessons into other we've done videos that are totally not like your yeah videos, yeah but they're fantastically done because you understood how to use the programs and technology to yeah, make yours course. which you easily translate into other things so the my only lesson is continue to learn and do things you love because they're easily transferable at scale yeah so in 2020 keep doing it because something might be coming up that you have no idea is going to come out like tiktok yeah and you can transfer that into that and then who knows you can be something bigger than Anthony Ricciardi <laughs> or Logan Dyer definitely Logan Dyer you <laughs> could be easier than that um, but yeah thanks for thank you guys thanks for tuning in uh, I'll be back next week later see ya